Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forster, the wine coach, and I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, food, and so much more. This week on The Sipping Point, we're going to drink like it's 1999. Eric Brown, sommelier at the Oregon Grill, is going to introduce us to some savvy alternatives to your favorite wine splurges. Then Bordy Vineyards founder Rob DeFore joins us to talk about his award-winning wines and a very exciting event that I'll be doing with him at Bordy Vineyards. The first segment of every show, and this week is no exception, we call the Sips of the Week. And those are the featured wines that we're tasting. And since it's the first Saturday of 2013, I thought we'd do a fun little game with Eric Brown from Oregon Grill called Drink Like It's 1999. And I've challenged him to find affordable alternatives to some of those expensive wines that I drank in the good old days. And if you didn't know, that those are the late 90s, okay, <laughs> when everybody could make money whether they were working or not. But Eric Brown, who is the wine director at Oregon Grill, was educated at Johnson & Wales, one of the culinary institutions, um, the best in the country. And then he trained at Kiowa Island and externed in Holland. I bet there's some good stories there. He (laughs) He worked as a sommelier in Boston and was the opening head sommelier for the sanctuary in Kiowa, as I mentioned. Now in Hunt Valley, of course, where, you know, who's who are located. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Laurie. It's nice to be here. This is really fun, and I'm excited to see what you brought for me with this challenge. But before we get to our three challenges that I gave you of uh, alternative wines that are affordable, tell me a little bit about, I recently got to come and visit and dine and and drink at the (laughs) Oregon Grill. And it's been a few years for me, and I was really excited about your wine list and the philosophy you have. So just in a nutshell, what is the wine philosophy for you at Oregon Grill? You know, our philosophy is really to um, find quality wines, actually, for good price. Now, we have you know, the silver oaks and the high-end wines, of course, um, for restaurants as it is. But really what I'm looking for are those wines that people really look more towards that 60 to $100 wine, bottles of wine that the everyday person coming to the restaurant can actually afford and buy. Right. You know, anybody, people can come and spend $150, $200 on a bottle of wine, but it really feels better to spend under 100 where you can feel better to get a second bottle if you feel like it. Right. And what my focus is now is actually finding those bottles, like we discussed here. You're like a detective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a yeah. wine detective. They can and tell you. On your list, which we have here, it, it is a book. Yes. It's a got, I think you said 810 selections, um, if I remember. Yeah, the new list is going to read above 810. Yeah, it's not that bad, about 25 pages. And so there's a lot, but what I loved is that. I think you said, what percentage is under $100 per bottle? Um, well, in this wine list, I'd say definitely about fi- uh, 60% of the wine list is under. You know, a lot of the stuff, the high-end things are the big California cabs, the Bordeaux. Those are the high-end wines we have for people who would like to do that. But really, uh, my focus has been for the past three years has been really taking the list a little bit and trying to focus on more affordable areas from around the world. Right. Different great varieties that, you know, the Rhone wines, the, the Syrahs, the Grenaches, the ones that really can't stand up to our food, but yet be able to afford as well. Exactly. You know, it's really good to go in and spend. And fifty or sixty dollars on a really nice bottle of wine, right? You know, and be able to walk out the door just going, "Wow!" And if there's four of you and you're my friends, yeah. um, usually you need more than one. At bottle. least two or three <laughs> sometimes. And you know, it does feel good to go to a customer when they say, "You know, Eric, I'm looking for a big cab. Well, what are you looking to spend?" They say like 120, and I bring them this Montana at 85, and they're like, "Wow!" Yes. I'm like, yeah, do you know their neighbors are Brian, Give me three. Chapelet, <laughs> and all these guys. And um, really, his philosophy was to have a wine at this price with an amazing winemaker. And it's, 
I love that when I walk away from the table and people just are wowed by the fact of they did they did come to the Orm Grill. Yes, right. they did, and they I, did buy a nice bottle of wine, but yet they're not sticker shocked by that bottle of wine. Right. They and know what they get. While I was into. there, I actually witnessed you talking somebody out of a more expensive bottle yeah, of wine and talking them down, which I really appreciated. And you get really excited about great wine that has a great story, tastes delicious, and for a, a really reasonable price, because those of us who are in the wine business, right? We're not sitting around drinking five hundred dollar bottles no, of wine never, every night, right? Never. I, I never spend more than honestly when I go out to buy a bottle of wine for my house. Nothing more than honestly thirty dollars on the everyday. Once in a while, I'll go a little little spurge or a nice occasion or a nice present. But then the everyday bottle of wine, never, because it, you can find great quality wines at less prices. You know, this is my next year, my twenty second year in this business, and I've learned by talking to people for so long that that's really what they want. They just want to be have a great value. Mm-hmm. Regardless if they go to, you know, a regular a dive restaurant or they go to own grill or they go to a, a more fine dining restaurant. Mm-hmm. They're looking to get the value for what they pay. So speaking of value, now that yes. it's 2013 yeah. here, we are already upon us. And I remember, you know, Prince and mm-hmm. Party Like It's 1999. That's Fantastic. come and gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm really dating myself here. But I thought when we were together and you had such passion for this affordability, I thought, let's do a little uh, segment for my listeners about how to drink like it's 1999. And if I transport myself back, I was in the software world and making really good money, and stocks were all on their way up and splitting and splitting, so you could order whatever you wanted. But these days, you have to be a little bit more conservative. So I gave you three challenges. The first one was, if you used to drink Dom Perignon, which I have nothing against, and (laughs) it is delicious, delicious. but what would you drink now that's more affordable that's here on your list? And the selection was. I uh, brought a Nicholas Fiat um, champagne. You know, to I me, it. it's it's fantastic. It's a glamour with uh, Mr. Fiat in the seventies joined uh, with the government, and they every year just be able to afford to be able to bring a quality product to the to the market and not have to worry about the dollar value. They don't have to worry about making money because they it's it's a subsidy. They don't it's have a, to worry about it. They and, don't. And they're cooperative yeah. and lot of lots of growers working together. Yeah. And what was great about your choice here, and this is sixty dollars on your list, yeah. is that we profiled it yeah. for New Year's Eve as one of our selections. Fantastic. So I love that you chose that. And retail you can find it um, you know, for under forty dollars. And so you're not marking it up that much yeah. uh, based on how I I found it in the retail, really not even two times ha- yeah, where I found it. That's another thing I'm really proud of this list is where, you know, typically you go into a, you know, our restaurant is considered a high-end restaurant, and the va- the the prices are tripled, if not quadrupled, and the wines are so expensive mm-hmm. that, like, you feel like you're just, you don't want to buy a bottle of wine. Right. You feel like you're being robbed. Yes. You know, and my <laughs> philosophy is literally you do. And some of the wines on the list, they're, they're mocked up not that much. If you can find those little treasures on the list, which there's a lot of them. You know, yes. Grant, wines, you know, silver oak is the price of silver oak because it's silver oak. Right. You know, you're not going to find silver oak for $85 a bottle because it's silver oak. Nobody's discounting Gucci. No, no one is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Chanel is not going on sale next week on the Blue Light Special. I love it. Yeah. So that one we talked about last yeah. week, so we won't get into too much detail. Yeah. But if you used to drink... The Grand Cru White Burgundy. Oh, yes. Montrachet. Uh, yeah, of the highest level. Yes. What are we drinking now that's more affordable? You know, these days, especially in White Burgundy, the prices are still escalating. When you look at Rousseau, Mer- Mer- Chasson Montrachet, Pauline Montrachet, they're all expensive. We rarely have any under $100 because of that, what they are. So I picked a one from a region called St. Alban. Um, this actually, three quarters of St. Alban is Premier, Gra- Premier Cru. Um Grand Cru is the highest, but, you know, it's not affordable these days. Right. I actually just ran out of uh, Last Bottle of Coton Chalamet, and I went to buy, rebuy it. 
the price doubled since when we bought it before. Wow. If I were to put that same bar on the list, we're talking three fifty. And I'm not gonna do that. It's yeah. It's really it's not it's not what people are looking for. So, so I picked this, this one's one, eighty five. Eighty five dollars on the list. Um uh, from a great venue called Lishawa. Um it is located right near actually where Montrachet is located. Uh the winemaker's farm is Mark Collin. Um, they make a great product. And, and Mark Collin, who can't say that? That's the other thing easy. about French wine. I can say that and have my accent, <laughs> except the mock. I love it. But and it's delicious, and the the body style of it is really what I think people are looking for. Not over, oh, not too, it's not overdone. Um, it's a. I think this is a beautiful wine, especially for the price. Nicely and, balanced. You get that hint of the toastiness hmm? from the oak, but it's not overbearing and it's just it's so warm and long long finish i'm nice tasting it forever it. yeah, yeah. Uh, this is wine's great for seafood even if and it for a nice light, light uh, veal chop this eggs go great with that at the same time as people are coming in looking for the white burgundies they're actually getting away from california because right now they don't want that huge oak and though they will go and they don't want to overly lower dirt. alcohol too which exactly. is really great and, and, and it's, food friendly i'm a huge old world fanatic um i started drinking white burgundy when i was younger and uh, I love. You won't it. say what age, right? No, I won't we don't say want what any age. cops I'm not, showing up at not your allowed door. To. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, they, these are delicious so far. We're going to move to red, but we have to take a quick break. But we are here with Eric Brown, the wine director of the Oregon Grill, on the Sipping Point. We'll be right back. Discover the recipe for a delicious life each week on the Sipping Point with Lori Forster, the Wine Coach. Each week, Saturdays at noon on WBAL 1090 AM or at WBAL.com. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with The Sipping Point, and we are back with Eric Brown, the wine director of the Oregon Grill, and we're drinking like it's 1999. We're drinking all the affordable alternatives to the Gucci wines we used to have in the (laughs) late 90s, and this is the big focus at the Oregon Grill. If folks want to check out your wine list and your menu and all that good stuff online, where can they go, Eric? Yeah, uh, www.theoregongrill.com. Make sure there's an E on the end of grill. Yes. Um, yeah, and you can look at all this. You can see our happy hours as well. Uh, Tuesday nights, you can actually come into our bar, which we have a happy hours Monday through Friday, and get 25% off all bottle wine in the Love bar. Love that. Yeah, uh, it does not include by the glass options, but there is so much wine on the list. Like I said, any bottle that you choices. love, twenty five percent off. Any bottle on twenty five percent off. That's kind of like drinking like it's nineteen. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It's you know. It's great though because you can come with a bunch of friends, come to the bar, have an appetizer or two, get a get a nice bottle of wine, get even one or two, sit there, and then go have dinner in the dining room and just bring your wine with you into the dining room. Perfect. And it's great. Yeah, it's great. To, you know, when you can go out and save money, there's nothing better than that. There really isn't. When you can just you know twenty five percent off. Right. Take the hundred dollar ball down to seventy five. I love it. It's great. So speaking of that, my challenge uh, for you on the red was uh, if you used to drink Opus One, which, of course, <laughs> is a legendary wine, a fabulous wine. What are we going to drink now if we want to, you know, drink a little bit more affordably but still have that great experience? Yeah, you know, in California, especially Napa, uh, the prices are escalating. I mean, escalating completely. Um, there was a winery on an area called Pritchard Hill named Cloudview, which we saw on the list. Which just got sold. We sell this for one hundred thirty-five dollars, and now it, to uh, Mandavi Brothers. Now it's called Continuum. If you buy that bottle of wine, my cost is one hundred and seventy. Like mm. I said, the prices are escalating so high because the land's so expensive. So what I did was actually pick a wine that's actually right next door to where it's located, right in Pritchard Hill, right next to Chapelet and Bryant Family Vineyards. Call me Tagna. Um, okay. This is the 07 Vineyard. Uh, I'm 07 Vintage. Sorry. It's delicious, honestly. Pritchard Hill fruit for $85 a bottle. It's unheard of. Wow. It really is. Um, and they've got a dream team behind this winery. It is ridiculous. Tell us a little bit about that um, because that's a big – you want to look for 
you know, where these winemakers are coming from all these big yep. houses, you know, that are the most expensive. And then they go off and start their own little because yeah. they want to have wines that people can afford Definitely. to drink, too. Well, the great thing about Pritchard Hill, though, it was actually majority of the land was actually bought in the 60s by actually Mr. Lon. Um, but what he did was actually throughout the years sell a lot of it. He sold a lot of it, sold to Brian, sold all these guys, but kept some for himself. And, you know, he uh, did David Arthur. And so he oh, used, David Arthur is yeah, big time. Big time. Huge money. And the fact of the winemaker. So you have the same owner. Um, land is amazing, and you have the same winemaker who's making that David Arthur as making the Montagna. And I mean, I think the proof is in the glass. What it is delicious. rich, dense, delicious. This, you know, when when people are looking for a California cab, I truly think this is what they're looking for. Absolutely, the, deep, the dark. Um, and you've got that tannin, but it's so well integrated with that dark fruit that's there, and um, and the warmth on the finish that it's not. Sometimes some of them you feel like, oh my gosh, my tongue is just, yeah, you know, like sandpaper is just rubbed against. But yeah. this is so. Smooth and well integrated, and it's uh, the vintage is oh seven oh seven. Yeah, right now, um, most of the wineries, if you Camus is now in two thousand ten. I mean, I opened a bottle last night for a table, and I walked away from the table with it. It was just, it was so big and so young that to be able to, you know, to get a wine that sits down for a little while, a couple of years, oh seven vintage, drinking great right now. It really, really is. nice. Really and nice. the vintage on our white burgundy that we were drinking two thousand and eight. 2008. Oh, boy. This is fabulous. So tell me a little bit more about um, reds. Now, you have a huge selection. I mean, do you think in every category you could do that? Like if if our listeners come into you and say, yeah. you know, I want to drink like it's 1999 yeah. and I used to drink uh, Chateauneuf de Pop. Definitely. You have an alternative you oh, feel completely. like in every category. Definitely. I'll take gonna... them right next door to the Village of La Rock, right next door to them. With... I see. You're taking this as a personal oh, challenge. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm, so the Rhone to me is my... To me, it's the peanut butter wine. Is um, the reds and the whites are my favorite. There is, um, yeah. I mean, the perfect example is Chardonnay. They pop. You can go Genas. I mean, Tadou Laurent. All these wines are super expensive. Go next door to Lorac. It's called Baby Neuf des Pop for a reason. Mm-hmm. Same grape varietals, yet different winemakers. But Grand Vignet makes a Lorac that we have. Um, oh nine. If you care about points, Parker gave it ninety three points. Wow. I mean, for forty eight dollars a bottle. And I hear he dines in your restaurant. Uh, he, Mister Parker, <laughs> is there quite often. I tell you what, he's a he's a great. A, He's a great addition to the Moncton area. It's oh, fantastic it. to see him come in. Uh, he does some of his tastings there once in a while. He did, unfortunately, just sell his magazine I a know, little while I ago. That. So things may change a little bit with him, but he is such a great guy. That's awesome. And it's such, you know, it's... It's it's great to see him in the restaurant because we're able to see some things that we don't you know get to see on a oh, day basis. Oh, I bet. Really cool. Yeah. So okay, we said if folks want to find you, it's Oregon Grill with an e on the end dot com. The, the Oregon, Oregon Grill. Grill. The com. Oregon Grill with an e. On and the end. Eric Brown, who you're the wine director there, That's folks right. come in Tuesday yeah. nights. Of course, you got the twenty five percent off, but they can just sit in the dining room and ask for you, mm-hmm. and you will just guide them through you know, any experience. I'm there Friday through Monday. Um, through the weekend, I'll be there. Anytime that I'm there, I'm always behind the bar. I'd be more than happy to talk to anybody about wine. And it's, it's, I love to talk about it and get into it. And yep. I really like to find the perfect ball for people because it really, you can see the look in their eyes when they find the right ball of wine. Right. It's just, they're happy, you know, and love that's what it. we want to see people happy every day. Great. Well, this has been fabulous. I am drinking like it's 1999. Mm-hmm. And actually, we can do that every day. And every I appreciate day. you setting me up here. And we're definitely going to have all of these wines listed at thewinecoach.com. And we'll be linking to your website. And you just need to go on out and see Eric and um, challenge him mm-hmm. to set you up with these alternatives. Yeah, come and see, uh, see us at the Oregon Grill. All right. Thanks. Thank you.